my friend says caffeine's a drug. I said, oh, tell your friend, fuck you. I want to be a buddy with Just a little breakfast. I'm a Roland. <laughs> Hi everyone. I'm going to probably mess around with your fuck friend a lot throughout. Um, we're Breakfast Punks, we're a podcast. We usually sit in our house in Hastings talking about DIY punk, trashy movies and weird shit. But we're going to do it here from NPF. So thank you all for coming. I'm Dave. Oh yeah, and I'm Siobhan. Hi. So what we're doing on this episode... Episode? I felt weird saying that in front of people. <laughs> what we? Well, it's not recording. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. All right, sorry. We're very good. Hi. We usually do this in our lounge, in our pajamas, in our one-bed flat. So this is really fucking weird. Um, so yeah, apologies in advance for how um, scrappy this is going to be. If you've listened to our podcast before, you might have noticed that on some random occasions, Siobhan has referred to. A mystical roast dinner. Has anybody <laughs> noticed that? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Something off the cuff. Uh, we've never actually explained what this mystical roast dinner is, but uh, what it is is that we sometimes drunkenly or non not always drunkenly uh, in conversation will come up with someone we really like, and Siobhan <laughs> for some reason has this idea that she wants to cook them all a roast dinner. World that you just want to look after and like love and they are wonderful human beings that you want to have in your house and feed roast potatoes and they're the exact people that we would talk about today pretty much that's it sounds really weird but it, i think it makes sense in our brain. <laughs> yeah so we're going to come up with our ideal roast dinner we're going to try and cover all the topics that we cover on our podcast which as siobhan has already said is uh, music trashy movies and weird people stuff. So we're going to have one from each of those three, and then we've got a wild card at the end if we've got time. Yeah. Um, and we've also, because this is obviously the first time we've done this podcast with a visual element, <laughs> you'll be pleased to know that we've created some artworks Yay! to go right. alongside each of these people. We'll and be selling we'll, them off for nothing at the end. And for a little bit of audience participation, we're going to ask you to try and guess who they are. You have a bit of a chance of guessing Siobhan's. You have fucking zero chance of guessing mine. <laughs> apart anyone... from one of them, you might get, but I mean, not for good purpose, not for good reasons, really. I've seen your drawings and no one's going to get any of them. <laughs> so, Siobhan, who's the first person that you want to invite to a roast dinner and give roast potatoes to? I want to feed this person roast dinner so much. I feel like it's obviously really obvious, but this yeah. is the person I want to... Yeah, I knew you do! I want to feed this person roast dinner so much. Who is the person, um, is ladies it? and gentlemen of the audience? Yay! I have him depicted as a worm just there. Um, there's a reason for that, but it's, it's, it's polite, I swear. So, for those of you, if you don't know who this is, which I'm sure you all do, 
Oh, that's a nice fresh t-shirt, by the way. Sorry. Mark Mothersberg, he is the lead singer of Devo, as you can all see quite clearly from my really, 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 really good drawing, uh, which is actually quite good compared to yours. Um, he, but he's done, loads, <laughs> he's done loads of really cool stuff. Um, he's not just Devo, which is the best band in the world. If you disagree, you're all fools. Um, but he's also, he wrote the Rugrats theme tune, which is fucking cool. Um, he does shitloads of film. Yeah, he did. It's the best fuck. It is the best fucking theme tune as well. Um, Not when Mark Tanner plays it on an out of tune keyboard really early in the morning. Can you, can you sing it for anyone that doesn't know the Rugrats theme tune? Can you? No. We're on a special <laughs> here, Pippa. Sing it! Sing it! No. <laughs> I think Mark Tanner should sing it as if he's playing. Everybody! Also, the character Chucky was based on him, which is pretty cool. But anyway, that's a side note. No, not that Chucky. The Chucky in Rugrats. No. And he also did loads of like theme tunes to movies. He does all the Wes Anderson films, pretty much. Pee-wee's Playhouse, if any of you have not watched that, again, you need to really do that, because that man's a beautiful human. Um, but yeah, I just love him so much. I really want to feed him an awful lot of roast potatoes. I don't think he's done anything wrong, other than pretty much disband Devo, but never mind. Other than that, he's a really good, really good guy. But I love him, and this is what he looks like, I swear. <laughs> Uh, we did a Devo episode of our podcast a little while ago, which you can go and listen to on all of That's the true. various applications on which you listen to a podcast. Also, he did the sorry, he did the music for Crash Bandicoot, which I actually think is amazing. Um, so yeah, sorry, I do love this guy. It's not interesting to anyone else, although you are you are nodding. Sorry, this is literally for you. So yeah, I just I just love him so much. He's obviously an awkward, probably really hard to get on with man, but um, always welcome in my. He's in Neil Young's film as well. That was a weird film. Yeah, has anyone seen that? It's really fun. I can't remember what it's called, but watch Neil Young's film. He wrote, directed it, and entirely funded it himself. And uh, Devo play are all in it. And it's the most fucking insane film. We're not describing it well. I, don't, yeah. I swear we do a podcast. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, that's my first person. Who's your music well, person? Well, so, uh, you might be able to guess this from my picture. Uh, as, I, you know, Siobhan can draw a little bit. Who's this? I've helped, I've fucking helped you by providing a couple of their interests. Is that a cat with boobs? <laughs> yes, Simon, sorry. Oh. Yes, I, I right, no, well. fuck off. No, no, hold on. So I drew that cat without the tits, right? And Siobhan said, no, this is on. No, so, oh yeah, it's the ears. I saw it like a little mole with boobs. Anyway, look, there's three clues on there. His t-shirt, that cat, and that thing at the top, which I'm not going to tell you what it is. It won't give it away. It's a UFO. It's Jello Biafra, Daniel Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> Only from his t-shirt. I don't know what the rest yeah, is. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, I should be proud of this, but it turns out I can't draw a swash sticker without getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should be happy about that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The watering can. Not a UFO. I thought the stumpy arm might be a clue, but no. Oh, the arms get worse. The arms get worse. One of them, the arms went really wrong. You have to wait for that.
got a problem in my brain that means you shouldn't laugh. I've got a problem in my brain which means well, I was explaining this a minute ago. If I want to draw something and I look at it and then I try and draw it, it doesn't come out the way that my brain says it should come out. And that's what happened with that little arm. Yeah, that's the other way of describing it. Am I allowed to talk about Joe Biafra now? Joe Biafra's amazing. I mean, I don't probably have to tell anyone that. Obviously, the singer in the Dead Kennedys, but he's done loads and loads of fucking weird shit. One of the things he's done, I think he's been in something like 13 different bands or like collaborated with different bands, including like the Melvins, DOA, No Means No, the album he did with No Means No is fucking banging. He made a country and western album with Mojo Nixon, which is fucking banging. You should definitely check it out. But he's also been in films. He was in a Guar film. Uh, he was in a film called Terminal City Ricochet, which nobody remembers. Well, I don't remember because it's before my time. But it's a great film. The soundtrack is entirely alternative technicals bands. Jello Biafra's record label is alternative technicals. I'm doing well at explaining this. Um, but. What I really love Jello for, the reason I drew a little UFO there, is because he made one of the most incredible uh, documentaries you will ever see on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that was a UFO, by the way. It was a UFO, yeah. Weird cup. <laughs> I thought it was a cloud. <laughs> a cloud, yeah, exactly. It looks like just a weird thing vacating water. Well, it looks like a cloud if you want it to look like a cloud. <laughs> he went and visited a cult called the Unarius Cult, who are a wonderful, wonderful UFO cult. It's a bit like Scientology, but without all the bad, with all the bad bits removed. They're really lovely people. They've removed it and they've replaced it with like uh, glittery jewelry and robes, and you just yeah. like fuck about in their place in San Diego. Yeah, it's not San um, Diego. It's in a it's in a suburb of San Diego, which is like a really rough bit. And we're so, gonna go in October if anyone wants to come. Yeah, they do. A, they do a parade every year, which and over the years yes. they've got less and less and less members. You come and. So, yeah. like now, there's only about ten members left, and they gr they dress up in these amazing gowns and walk through the streets of this really rough bit of California and just get insulted by all of these people. But it's amazing because it's a UFO cult. Basically, they're just saying when we're ready, which is like the key uh, vague vague thing to this. Like, oh yeah, when we're ready, the aliens are gonna come and just get us, and then we're gonna go. But you have to be wearing certain jewelry and certain pins, and that's pretty much it. And Jello Biafra, really in, this, in this video that he made, dressed up in... He started in the most amazing outfit, which was just his that he brought from home. He had a little, like, Aladdin's hat on, and I think he had, like, a gold turtleneck. And it was just Jello, just Jello in the street, just chatting. And then he went and saw these people, and he was, like, wearing this fucking gold gown. Yeah, they give you I think every bit he changes his outfit. He's wonderful. He's wonderful, isn't he? So I'd love to... Uh, Jello's still going... He's in uh, the Guantanamo School of Medicine now, and uh, he's 62, and just, if anybody wants to see what they're going to do with their life, look at Jello Biafra play live at 62. He's fucking crowd surfing, he's got mental, he's a wonderful man, and he looks like he could eat a lot of roast potatoes. Yeah, and the reason that there's a cat slash a mole with tits on Dave's drawing um, is... There's a thing that I think we found on YouTube, on a weird YouTube hole, where he's like showing you records in his house. He's got this beautiful little purple turtleneck on, and he's just making lots of fuss out of his cat the whole time. You just know he's like the best person ever. It's almost better than that. It's like he's sort of being serious about all of his records and stuff, and then suddenly, out of shot, the cat obviously runs in the room, and Jello Biafra, the singer of the Dead Kennedys, just suddenly goes, Oh, hello, dude! <laughs> <laughs> you are a fucking legend. 
He went for mayor in San Francisco in 1979. I've written some of these down. Um, he wanted to force all businessmen within the city limits of San Francisco to wear clown suits. He was going to hire unemployed homeless people to panhandle in the richest areas of San Francisco. That was going to be their job. And he was just going to ban all cars. Oh, wonderful man. <laughs> Fucking wonderful man. He now does a series which is on the internet called What Would Jello Do? where he just mm, tells people off about things. But it's all the right people that he tells off. Sounds right. He's a good boy. Oh, I love it. Right, well, that's the music people. Was there any other music people you're going to use? Or are you no. Yeah, with two each. Mm-hmm. We did plans. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right, moving on to Weirdos, which covers kind of the weird bit of our podcast we normally do. I don't think anyone's going to get either of our people. Zero chance of getting them. <laughs> mainly because you're drawing. Right. I drew a man, and if anyone gets him, I'll be really impressed, because I didn't know who he was for ages. Actually, if anyone gets him, I'm your best mate. All weekend, you won't get rid of me. Right. I drew a man. It's, he looks like my worst enemy as well, but it's not him. David Blaine. No, it's David not any of these people. I don't think anyone's going to guess this. I'm absolutely fine, but I'd like to... Imagine who it might be. Um, if anyone says Darren Brown, I'll fucking stab you. Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Flash Gordon. It does look like Min the Merciless. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. I love that kid. Well, this is a very good drawing of a man that obviously none of you know, which is absolutely fine. Um, it's a man called Robert Anton Wilson. Has anyone heard of him? Oh, amazing, because he is really wonderful. So I'll try and sum him up really quickly. He's a man who... Uh, did an awful lot of his life. He was friends of, with the Timothy Leary sort of group of people who loved their LSD and made up a religion called Discordianism. We have a massive uh, podcast about that, uh, episode about that, so if you want to find out more about that, please go listen to it. It's crazy. Discordianism is basically the religion of uh, praising chaos and the goddess, goddess of chaos, and nothing means anything, just do what you want, within reason. Um, and so Robert Anton Wilson, he, he came up with loads of wonderful ideas. It's really not easy to sum up all of what he did in his life, but he had, uh, here are some of my favourite things that he discussed in his life. He came up with this thing called E-Prime. Sorry, this is quite serious, uh, but I apologise. Um, but also it's like the best thing in the world. Um, which is basically the idea of losing the word is and like absolutes because it makes everyone very negative. We pretend we know what everything is. And we're in a world where everyone thinks they know everything and it's really fucking awful because that's where all our arguments come from. So he kind of came up with the idea of losing the word is and just use the terms like appears to be and like at this time I thought this. Um, And it sounds really simple and a bit But it's a way that you can tolerate rubbish people like politicians if they all go like it is this it is this and you go oh well i think this now i thought this at that time you can go okay i can kind of i can kind of ignore you a bit easier now um rather than you just telling me something but it means that you can it reminds you that no one's perfect and we all just have to get on in this world and no one should pretend to know everything because no one does um He's also a pope in Discordianism. I'm just bringing that up. Everyone is a pope in Discordianism. <laughs> and there's a website which um, we'll share somehow. <laughs> I don't know how we'll do that now. Um, where if you log on, there's just a video of him telling you you are now a pope. And now you, can th- you are then a pope of Discordianism, which is fucking beautiful. Um, so I'm a pope. And I think if I'm a pope, I can make... Yeah, you can. Oh, shit. Oh, we can make you all popes You are all now today. popes in Discordianism. I've just realised. So well done. Well done. Praise Kale. 
You came to the poetry, you came to the comedy. I'm so sorry, we, this is not, this is not. But he also came up with this, uh, I don't know, I'm never going to be able to explain this very succinctly, but he came up with this concept of reality tunnels. <laughs> Let's not go down this too hard. But um, it's this kind of idea where if you believe anything a hundred, like, really go for something you can just be happier or be like fully like in that and it kind of it kind of explains why people who believe in religion are okay and they kind of just like absently mindedly believe what they believe and they don't really question it and they're just okay with things and we i say we sorry anyone who's religious apologies but like i find that really hard to think about or like agree with especially when people do weird things in that in, in that world but um, I'm not describing this very well, Danny. <laughs> well, I think one of the one of, you know maybe if you well. if you go at it from another angle, one of the really interesting things that he did is that he chose things and just said, "I'm now going to believe in this 100." percent So, at one point, he said, "An alien from the planet Sirius is going to talk to me," and he Wasn't believed it 100. percent He did do a yeah. lot of LSD, but. <laughs> As a result of that, he experienced the feeling of like of uh, an alien talking to him because he 100% believed it. He did the same with Christianity. So he said, right, I'm now a Christian. So let me just find out. And he read the Bible. He prayed. He did all the things that Christians did. And as a result of doing that, yeah. he suddenly found, oh, fuck. Now suddenly God's talking to me. <laughs> and, like, and so the idea of reality tunnels in that context is more like if you really believe in something then it will happen to you. So yeah. as a result of that, you can pick what the fuck you want to believe in. If you want to believe in joy, and you just want to be happy all the time, then you can be. And it's a very simplistic way of doing it, and obviously it doesn't take a lot into consideration, but I think the thing that I liked the most is that he said, it's really simple, if you wake up and you're miserable as fuck, and you walk down a street, you just, you just see all the bad things. You see, you know, you might see a homeless person and feel terrible, and you might look in a shop window and think oh they're selling loads of shit in there whereas if you wake up in a fucking amazing mood and you do the exact have the exact same experience what you see is completely different you'll see all the things that you really like and so i, I just yeah so yeah. that's like a reality tunnel you choose the reality that you're the street is literally a reality tunnel and i think it's like it whatever is real for you is real for you and whatever's real for someone else is real for someone else and just leave them to believe what they want to believe and believe what you want to believe so long as no one's harmed sort of thing and i quite like that because it we get into this like world where we want to like berate people about their beliefs or like get involved with someone else's world quite a lot. And obviously, if they're harming people, 100% is what it is. You should, if you want to say something, say something. But like sometimes I just find myself being like, you know what? If that's your belief. You're not harming anyone. Do your own thing. I'm not do my own thing. Why are you angry at me? <laughs> this is literally. So this is an intervention about your beliefs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also. The other big thing of his is that he has this idea called the, is the map is not the territory, which I think is probably, that's the most succinct way of describing this thing. And the idea of that is that we have all of these ways that we view the world, whether it be words or like in that instance, like a map. But looking at a map of an area is not the same as being in the area. Yeah. And so, but in our, in our realities, you know, you see it, we said like, a phone is not the word phone, is it? Someone just made up the fucking word phone and now in our heads that's 100% what it is. Yeah. And I think he uses that as a metaphor for like much bigger things than that. Yeah. 
It's very hard to discuss an entire philosophical work of a person that doesn't exist anymore in two seconds. So I'm going to end yeah. it there. But he is wonderful. Look up Robert Anton Wilson. He's a wonderful human being, or was. And he's he dead now. And he loves And I think he's I don't know if his corpse done, when, when I revive him, <laughs> When I revive him from the grave, he's going to eat all my roast potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, who's Only if he it? believes that they're real, though. <laughs> If he's in that movie. What's your person? Oh. Now, speaking about people believing people are real, this man is real. <laughs> uh, his arms went wrong. This is the one where his arms went... Look, you've gone the opposite way with the Quite wrong. Yeah, well, I think that's why. I didn't know these are real. <laughs> oh, no, his legs. I didn't have enough room at the bottom of the page, so I thought I'd better... Look, you tried! No. <laughs> the, I mean, his yeah. He says thank you for not breathing. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Vehement. I'll tell you what that means. I mean, there's no fucking way anyone's going to know this. Well, thing. you didn't know what you looked like until you had to draw it. No. He's just a normal looking old man. But uh, I've been... With a really nice idea. This guy's name, this is going to get a bit dark, but just bear with me. We'll brighten it up, I swear. This, this guy's name is Les Unite, which I only just realised yesterday is Let's Unite. So that's nice. <laughs> I don't think it's his real name. This guy started, are you ready for this? This guy started a movement called the Voluntary Human Extinction Movement. Shortened. But it's really good. Shortened to vehement. Now bear with me because it's not quite as dark as it sounds. So I found out about this guy in this amazing book that's called Kooks. It's written by a woman called Donna Cossie, and it's a fucking brilliant book. And it's basically just loads of people that believe in the weirdest shit. And Les Unite, which the more I say it, the more I realise how obvious that is, um, was one of my favourite people. He was around, in, well, he's still around, and this thing still exists. You can join this thing. There's a Facebook group called the Voluntary, can I just, Voluntary Human Extinction Movement. They're based in Portland, Oregon. He started it in 1991. And his argument is, quite simply, that the best thing for the environment... He's a a, real heavy environmentalist. Hello, Ben Hanna. The best thing for the environment is for humans to stop existing, right? But he does not believe in genocide. It's not like a murder cult or a suicide cult or anything like that. He thinks that we need to voluntarily stop breeding and gradually die out. Now, I don't 100% believe in this guy, but I do think he's an interesting fella. So, uh, they have various little sayings. One of them is, thank you for not breeding, which is a nice saying, I think. Um, He also has a t-shirt that he made that just says, vasectomies prevent abortion, which I think... I think is a good message to give to men. He said, stop just talking about women's rights and dare to put your balls where your mouth is. <laughs> He's a good lad. He's a good lad. So uh, this, this, this is, sorry, this is kind of like, um, so this isn't a cult as such, but it might sound a bit like a cult, but it's like a group, but they make no effort to recruit anybody. He just presumes that there's millions of people that are already in his group because they must just agree with his idea. And I don't plan on breeding, so that means that not only am I a pope today, but I am You're also a member of, a the, member of the voluntary human extinction movement. Um, <laughs> But there is a lot of truth in this, so there's a really oh. interesting... Oh, hello, go on. How many people are in his movement? Well, so he doesn't count Ooh. numbers. 
you can join a Facebook group, and I tried to join in, they didn't There's accept There's only about me. 800 people. <laughs> <laughs> one of those ones where you have to answer I, questions Yeah, and I said, oh, I said, I just read about you in this amazing book called Kooks. It's brilliant. <laughs> can you let me in? And he, I never heard back. So he might have been they annoying. your drawing of him. <laughs> yeah, that probably didn't help. That probably didn't help. Um, <laughs> But there is a really serious point about this, in as much as we all have this idea, and it's a good idea, and there's nothing against I'm not against the, the, any sort of environmental movement, don't get me wrong. But there is a, a point where we think to ourselves, oh my god, we've got to save the human race, and that's the only way we're ever going to save the world. But that's bullshit. If we all died out, the world would just get better. The world doesn't need us. There's areas all over the country right now that have just been left alone for not long, like 10, 15 years. And there's like... Um, animals that we thought were extinct have yeah. just come so come back to life because we fucking left them yeah, alone. Well, do you remember when we all stayed indoors for two years and then like yeah. China could hear birds singing again and they're like the oh, the ozone sorted itself out a little bit and you could see rivers that were clear again. And you're yeah. Like, Wow, we are the problem. So we are the problem. So we should out. we should be extinct. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, there's a nice thing he says, crowded conditions and resource shortages will improve as we become less dense. And I do think, <laughs> do think he meant that in both versions of the word. Um, something I really like about their website is like, if you go onto this thing and you sort of think this is quite an extreme group of people, right? They want the extinction of the human race. This is quite extreme. It it's not. Like they're, really, they're really friendly and nice. And not they only that. They they won't, they're not friendly to me. They want you to like actually leave before. <laughs> but um, but the thing I like about their website an awful lot is that for every point they make saying yeah the human race should be extinct, they also share about ten that say no they shouldn't actually. There's a, it's a really look like there's no strong arguments at hand here. Um, he says uh, it's, again it's not in any way a suicide cult. Death comes soon enough. More. <laughs> More good can be done by living than by dying. And so he said that like genocide can obviously never be moral or equal. So we should just choose to die as opposed to forcing anyone else to die, which I think is quite a nice... Uh, but also choose to die naturally as in don't he said, yeah, so, procreate, yeah. that sort of thing. Live long and die. That's their... Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the take-home message for today. Live long and prosper, isn't it? Yeah. No, die, Jason, die. Instead of that, it's... Anyways, I don't really know. I feel like he would get on well with Yellow Biafra. I think Mark Mothersburg might not be oh, able yeah, to do it, Oh, yeah, I don't think really. the table's looking very good. No. <laughs> we were going to... Yeah, it's not going well. Yeah, we were going we to decide whether we were going to seat them and decide what they were going to bring and what their favourite part of the roast dinner would be, but that all just seems like a lot of fucking hard work now. Yeah, no, I don't think that's happening. We'll Roast-human. see. <laughs> If we have time at the end, we've got to burn some time, maybe we'll do that. But yeah, so that's Les Unite. And I think we can all unite in agreeing that Les would be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Um, another thing we talk about on our podcast normally is trashy movies. So we have tried to draw some people from trashy movies that we would like at our uh, roast dinner of joy. So I've drawn someone. I think mine is way more obvious. I've seen yours. <laughs> yeah. I think we've already established that you're better at drawing than I am. Yours is terrible. But this is my one. And she's a beauty. Well, he's. Yeah. Oh. He's bringing his mate, too, I think. Oh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I thought that was really good, actually. He's good. <laughs> I don't know. Does anyone know who this person is? Is that Jason? <laughs> 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 
on a film set like you always do. <laughs> That's John Waters, but I thought he'd be really easy to draw because he's just got one moustache. This one was far easier. Um, no, Divine was a drag queen, died before I was born. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful human. Um, there's not much to say, but the poo, does anyone know what the poo's about? Ah, <laughs> Ate an actual dog shit on the set of Pink Flamingos in the film. If you've seen the film Pink Flamingos, there's this point where... <laughs> I don't really know how to describe it other than what it is, which is John Waters gets a dog to like walk in the road and as basically says to Divine, as soon as that dog poos, you're gonna pick it up and eat it. And um, they did also give the did. dog a lot of laxatives in order to make it, it poo was, on yeah, the mouth. Yeah, it wasn't very pleasant. It's in the film if you've ever seen Pink Flamingos, which has you think that would be the weirdest bit of the film, but it's really not. There's a bit which actually is quite like this. <laughs> it's boring, it's like not that. I think it's based on that. It's not quite feel, like it. It's like, that. You'd think, you'd think a drag queen eating a fresh dog turd would be like the worst bit of that film. But there's a bit where a man uh, does this quite often and you, the camera is right up him and he's just... Uh, he sings know, the song with his bum on. He sings the song and it's just, it's just, it's just butthole opening. It's really wonderful. Uh, also but, someone um, sort of fucks and also kills a chicken. I don't. mean, it's not one for the animal. Have you seen Pink Flamingos? Has anyone, has anyone here seen Pink Flamingos? I'm oh, really surprised 100%. by this. That's, yeah. You must. You really Again, must. I cannot stress the the drag queen eating the dog poo is the sensible bit of the film. <laughs> You've really got to go and watch it. It's How long did they die? No, quite a long time. They got loads of films yeah. out before they passed away. It was not the dog poo. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, probably. Dog shit death is a thrash metal band, isn't it? Eh? Dog shit death, right down. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd have Divine there. I'd have, um, also, if you haven't seen Pink Flamingos, there's a woman called Edith Massey that is in these films, and I feel like I'm probably bringing up people that I can't describe very adequately, but she is the most beautiful human being who also wrote some songs. So you've got to go watch all the John Waters films. Definitely Pink Flamingos. Definitely go watch She it. made a punk song. And she made a punk song. She's a beautiful human. She's wonderful. Uh, but yeah, who's your The only lady with like three teeth. In a, and a, in, a leather, in, a, in a like leather jumpsuit that really is t- ten sizes too small for her. She's, she's wicked and she she's fucking so loves it. Well, I tell you what, if you've not seen Pink Flamingos, then fuck you, I'm God. To be honest, not the, then this is my next one. I do think, in comparison to that cat's tits, <laughs> these tits are better tits. Can, I at least, can we at least agree on that? This woman in real life has fantastic boobs. <laughs> Any ideas? Why has she got boob sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll She's find... She's wearing a loincloth. Yeah, I think you'll find that's a studded bra. <laughs> Clearly. Can we all agree that that's a studded bra? No! I've got a been cut off, but the other one's a chainsaw. <laughs> She's holding a chainsaw. There's blood on the chainsaw. The other hand's gone as well. I tell you what, her hand's doing there. No, that's that's an exact representation of the picture. She's doing muscle. Sorry, this is based on a picture. Yeah, she's doing muscle arm with one, and then she's doing chainsaw with the other. (laughs) All right, who is it? I know who it is. This is Linnea Quigley. Is it Hollywood Chainsaw? Yeah, fuck, man! Yes! Yeah. 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 I like you, Martin. I knew I liked you. Linnea Quigley, go on. No, I was going to say, if you haven't seen Hollywood Chainsaw, good. Fucking hell. Well, I mean, there's a way... So, 
Linnea Quigley, there's not much to say apart from that she was one of the, like, the original 80s scream queens. She follows me on Twitter. She? <gasps> She's Are you a, joking? That's incredible. <laughs> Can she get me into the voluntary human extinction? So, Linnea Quigley is basically in every fucking amazing 80s horror movie. Plus, she's still making movies. She's n- never stopped. She's in uh, such amazing films as Creepazoids, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. She's in a film called Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowl Bowlerama, which <laughs> might sound silly. And he is a bit silly, I suppose. Like we say... Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. She's in a film called Night of the Demons, which is where the speech bubble comes from. She's got the greatest uh, line of all times, where somebody says, shall we party? And a fat man says, yeah, let's eat a bowl of fuck. <laughs> which I wish I had the opportunity to say more often. But I enjoyed saying you do to say you all. an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> more than any human should. She's also in your favourite film of all time. See, I was getting to that. So uh, we always, this is the other thing that we do on the podcast, we continuously refer to how there's this magical film that's better than all other films, and I've never actually officially said what that film is. That film is Return of the Living Dead, Yeah, the greatest fucking movie ever made, the greatest soundtrack ever made, the greatest cast of characters ever made, and probably something else I can't think of. And there should be another point there, but yeah, it is a really fucking good Return of the Dead is fucking perfect, you must watch it, it's got punks in it, they're called 80s punks, it's got zombies in it, they're called 80s zombies. It's where Send More Paramedics got their name. Uh, It is also just fucking beautiful. She's also... And also, by the way, she spends the entire film naked, doesn't give a fuck, she's dancing on graves. Yeah, she goes mental in the graveyard and takes all her clothes off, which is really cool. Yeah. Really cool. She also does a, um, aside from this, doesn't she do an 80s aerobics video? Yeah. Spring <laughs> Queen aerobics video. Yeah. In Watch which... when you go to Morrison's. <laughs> well, you, yeah, maybe. No. Oh, I dream of drawers. <laughs> <laughs> much, much better opportunities to wank them, naturally. <laughs> because she's, she's, it's her doing aerobics and behind her is Frankenstein doing aerobics <laughs> a zombie I think Dracula might be there there's some ones that you're not really sure what they are they could just be anybody they could be one of my drawings <laughs> yeah I'll see then oh Linnea Quigley's amazing she does a lot of work now for animal rights uh, and she's in all the good films and she's glorious she's an older person now but she's still just as glorious as she ever was both as a person and looking and, um, oh, no, yeah, she was in a film called Doctor Alien, which I think, if you think about well, a little bit, it's quite good. But uh, it was also called I Was a Teenage Sex Maniac, but they weren't happy with that, so they changed it to I Was a Teenage Sex Mutant. <laughs> <laughs> so as not to offend. Let's keep going, we've still got time to do two more. We've got two more? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh... So the fourth ones are our wild cards. This is the only one that you might get of my drawings, but you have to hold off for that Yeah, one. we'll race through mine because I think your drawing is... Wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking banging right. that last one, banging. Should've, you should have drawn all of them, actually. <laughs> right, I'm going to race through mine really quickly. This is the other person that I would have in mind. Does anyone know who he is? Yeah. Yay! I love you, Ian, so much. 
Uh, Paul Rubens is his real name. Uh, aside from doing Pee Wee's Playhouse and being in quite a few films that are recent, he got arrested for wanking in a cinema and he's my absolute superhero. But in fact, that doesn't, that doesn't give it him the benefit of the doubt. It was an official sex cinema. Yeah, where everyone else was wanking. Yeah, everyone but was wanking. It just house. happened one of them was Pee Wee Herman. But you do a kids show. Mm. But um, he's, oh, I don't know, I don't have much to say about him other than I fucking think he's brilliant. It's, yeah. a, great, it's a great drawing though. Yeah, I thought it, was it might be the best one of the lot. You wait till you see the last one. Why is yours so? <laughs> well, you, they, they, don't give it away. <laughs> uh, but it's all been building to this one last drawing of Dave's. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't. Fucking hell, no, it hasn't. All right, uh, you're going to get this one, I reckon. Although you almost got the last one. Who's that? Yes! He's he's five foot he's three. shorter than me! In real life, he's five foot two! And I'm three, Siobhan, he's no, five foot two. two. I'm five three, he's not. Um, Glenn Danley, for my wife, he's wonderfully short, but he's lovely, got lovely big muscles. And on his Wikipedia page, it's a bit sad because there's one sentence which is a paragraph on its own to say that he's got an interest in both bodybuilding and kung fu, not kung fu, but some sort of kicking. And, um, and it starts with Danzig, who is five foot three, developed an interest in bodybuilding. And that's it, that's the whole paragraph. And I feel like they didn't have to add that he was five foot three in there. But the other thing that I did find out is that the reason he got into bodybuilding is because he bought Arnold Schwarzenegger's book when he was young. And it got him interested, and that's how he got so beefy. He's very beefy. Now, why have you got two biceps? <laughs> Two arms. No, there's, 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 there's two biceps. That's not, that's not correct. I was trying to make it clear that you have really big muscles. Yes, thank you, Pippa. Yes. But I, I don't think that's accurate. That's quite awful. He does a lot of uh, extra. <laughs> effort on that one and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> true, true. It's his um, left, too. So. Has anyone seen the film that Danzig made? I feel like we go into some really weird holes in our. In no, our that's lounge. perfectly reasonable. Um, he made a film. Well, he's made two now. He made a film in 2019 called Verotica, which is the worst movie ever made. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. It's worse than like The Room. It's worse than Neil Breen. It's worse than all the shit that we. What was the one? Dick Shark. It's worse than Dick Shark. And that the director of Dick Shark's name is Bill Zibub. <laughs> so he's a lot of fun. <laughs> and that is literally a film of various strippers that he managed to pay very little money to just getting their boobs out and standing there for like awkwardly for like 25 minutes well, while she like, like goes <laughs> such a weird film anyhow yeah no Danzig's film is fucking dreadful but he's made a new one and it's got uh, Danny Treju in it and it's got loads of people that you would have heard of and it's like a spaghetti western vampire film the best thing about Danzig's movie is that the first time he ever watched it with an audience, <laughs> everyone laughed throughout the whole thing because it was so bad. And at the end, he just he was doing like a QA and a and he just said, well, you laughed at a few bits that I wasn't really expecting you to laugh at. <laughs> because the problem with Danzig, and one of the problems about inviting him for a roast dinner, this is what we're doing, by the way, I think we've forgotten about the roast dinner aspect of this. Sorry, there's a problem. He's probably yeah, got, I think he's definitely got some problematic uh, viewpoints. But... Also, he takes himself extremely seriously, and he has no right to because he's obviously a silly, silly little <laughs> joke man. of a human being. Yeah. Oh bless. Um, but here's what I'm saying: Misfits, greatest band of all time. Sam Hain, 
third best band of all time, Danzig's first five albums, no, four albums, Untouchable, Untouchable, I know a lot of people just think the first one's good, fuck you all, Danzig 4, Danzig 4, the 90s Danzig, brilliant, he did make an industrial album after that, went a bit shit after that, I went wrong, but I, I think musically you can't, you know, you can't go wrong with Danzig. Right. We got five minutes left. Couple of five minutes. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Who would, if you could have anyone come to your house and eat a roast dinner, who would you have? Is there anyone? You. Oh, I've already. Oh, charming. <laughs> oh, you can bring Dave. <laughs> oh, plus one. You fuck off, Pippa. I've known you longer than she has. <laughs> That's all right. Anybody else want to bring anyone to our roast dinner? Or draw someone very quickly. <laughs> we haven't got paper or pens. So I hope you bought your own. Alright, well I think we'll call it a day. We are Breakfast Punks. You can listen to us on uh, all the various applications. We've got an Instagram, but that's the only social media. Our Breakfast Punks podcast. We do this. Got TikTok, haven't we? Oh, we don't. <laughs> we have got a TikTok. Yeah, yeah we don't so want. Siobhan is supposed to be running. You that told TikTok. me you said the youngins have TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. Go fucking make a video, and I tried. And then I turned. I, I downloaded TikTok, the app, and I put it on for about four seconds, and I was like, I want to, I want to extinct. I want to be extinct. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this shit. It was yeah, horrible. No, I, think, I forget we got that TikTok. We've got to get rid of that. Yeah, we got a TikTok. Do... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> uh, we do this every two weeks. It's not always this rubbish. <laughs> it's normally better than this. Uh, but yeah, check us out if you want. I think you will do. I mean, probably you will be otherwise. Yeah, cool. And then, yeah, that's it. Steven up next. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They've done it way better. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. All right. Come and see Haste at 6.30 uh, at the Zombie Shack. I'm going to be wearing much shorter shorts. That's all. Kill everyone now. Condone first degree murder. Advocate cannibalism. Eat shit. Filth are my politics. Filth is my life.